0: Hi there, I'm Matt Ashburn, host of the Needlestack podcast. Needlestack is brought to you by Authenticate, creators of the go-to online investigation platform, Silo for Research. If you're looking for a way to conduct research anonymously, protect against cyber threats, all while avoid tipping off your investigative targets, then you want to try Silo for Research. The Silo Research platform completely isolates your online web browsing, allowing you a choice of location and digital fingerprint, and also has built-in workflow and automation tools. The best part is that Silo for Research is software as a service, so it can be used from any computer or location without the need for things like virtual machines, standalone networks, or or dirty networks. To learn more about Silo for Research, visit Authenticate.com. That's Authentic with the number 8, dot com. Welcome to Needlestack, the podcast for professional online research. I'm your host, Matt Ashburn. And personally, I'm most vulnerable during a good rom com, But uh, that information is now open source.
1: And I'm Jeff Phillips, tech industry veteran and curious to a fault. Today, obviously, we're talking about weakness in the sense of a cybersecurity context. And we're going to talk about this from the perspective of how you can use open source intelligence to proactively identify vulnerabilities in your organization. Um, now, we're going to discuss it in relation to incident response um, and threat intelligence from a sci- on the cybersecurity front, um, and that's compared to red teaming. R- recall we, that was a topic in an uh, earlier episode. If you want to check out more about red teaming, please uh, listen to episode 20 with, with Rob Fuller. Yeah. So what does that mean we're going to focus on today? So we're going to look at tools that can help you do some of this uh, open source intelligence gathering dealing with looking at your organization from an outside perspective. Um, We'll also talk about, can you automate it? There's a lot of information out there. How how do you make this more efficient? And then finally, um, whether you're doing this manually, doing your own research, or you're doing it through automation, um, what are some of the tradecraft considerations you need to take into account? Now, Matt, your background is in cybersecurity and uh, in some very important places, including as a CISO. what role did this type of self-reflection or weakness identification play uh, with regards to your teams?
0: So researching, uh, particularly by looking at your organization through the lens of an adversary is, is a critical component of, of a mature cybersecurity organization, uh, or even just a security organization in general uh, for your particular uh, company, agency, department, uh, whoever you're working for at the time. And it really is about understanding from the adversary's perspective what they can view, what they can see, and then uh, what they can possibly use against you, uh, whether it's a vulnerability that can be exploited, uh, finding information out there that could be useful to uh, commit some kind of attack or compromise of your systems or your people, even perhaps.
1: That's interesting. So when, when you're kind of doing this self-reflection and looking at it from that perspective, from the adversary's perspective, did you have, you know, was, was there sort of some go-to approaches uh, as well as tools or resources that you would use and, and, you know, were those applicable just within the government space? Did they apply commercially?
0: Uh, great question. So I think that while research is very important in and of itself, it's also important to be a component of a larger security program. And you really need to know, what I would call the the five Ws the who what when where and why uh, of your systems and your organization's networks right and that includes some foundational elements like uh, who is on your network you know what people are authorized to be on there and what are the functions that they're performing uh, what is on your network you know things like having a good device inventory and understanding what that is and what the devices are and uh, where they're supposed to be in the world and all of those things. Um, and, you know, having a network map, understanding data flows and all those requirements, things like that, and also building uh, additional understanding through things like vulnerability management and patching, eventually incident detection and response. All of these things are critical components of a good, solid security program, and um, that proactive research is a nice overlay of all of those things. It can be useful for detecting information that would uh, lead to further compromise or uh, find, uh, perhaps sensitive location information about maybe locations of your company or organization, uh, things of that nature It could also be useful for detecting data breaches, right? Uh, finding accounts of yours that may be compromised by looking at forums and things like that on the dark web. So lots of information out there. There's also some things out there that can be uh, very useful, some tools out there that can be useful to help automate some of that.
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense. You have to have a strong foundation. Um, just as a program. And then you can build on top of that with with proactive research. Um, Any of those tools that stand out in your mind that that are particularly useful?
0: Sure, there are a couple of out there. um, When it comes to vulnerability research and looking at your IP address space and finding vulnerable systems, or even just understanding what systems are publicly exposed to an attacker, things like Shodan. Uh, So shodan.io is a great website out there. It's free, easy to use and an excellent resource is one of the the go-to resources i think that's in every uh, red team or a pen testers toolkit there are also some other tools out there as well for uh, maybe helping to automate some of the more manual research one of them that comes to mind is the uh, domain tools uh, set of uh, set of tools that they have uh, domain tools is a great resource as well and they have uh, a number of different uh, program offerings one of my favorite though is actually being able to uh, have keyword searches and automated searches that take place in automated notification for things like typo squatting domain names. So, if you're a uh, financial institution, for example, uh, that's a great example where attackers will attempt, attempt to fish your customers. You want to be aware of that. And so, if they register a domain name that is very similar to yours, you can get a heads up by, by using some of these automated tools. Another capability that may be helpful is automated pen testing and uh, vulnerability assessment. And there are a lot of tools that are out there for this. Uh, one in particular that I can think of is Horizon3.ai. Uh, they're a fairly new company that was started in the past couple of years, but they uh, have gained a lot of traction because of the way in which they can actually go out and perform essentially automated pen testing. And uh, their reports are, are pretty impressive and can really be uh, an efficiency and time saver for, for organizations that need to do that. So uh, lots of great resources out there to help automate
1: things. Gotcha. Now are there, um, you know, here we're talking about you, are the researching, uh, you are either researching yourself or about yourself, right? You're trying to, um, gather information to help with, with threats and any weaknesses out there. Are there any limitations or obstacles when you're, when you're doing that, um, so that you can truly get in, an, uh, an outsider's perspective, Uh, Great question. So I would say that organizations typically
0: uh, will have some kind of vulnerability scanner as part of a larger vulnerability management program. And these are set up to essentially scan for vulnerabilities, right? To, to, in a sense, gain an outsider's perspective or an adversary's perspective on finding vulnerabilities that need to be patched before the adversary finds them, right? Those are extremely common. But there are also some cases there where that may not be sufficient or you may want to have a research overlay that we talked about earlier, right, that can help beef up that capability. So as an example, uh, let's say you have a SOC, right? And this is actually an example that we've had from a, from an actual customer of ours where um, they have received an alert that perhaps an adversary has tried to exploit or maybe has successfully exploited through maybe directory traversal or some other kind of attack technique like that. And they've gained access to a particular URL or a particular set of sensitive data. And as a SOC analyst, you want to very quickly triage that alert and understand if it uh, seems to be uh, an actual incident or, or perhaps something that is a false positive. So, to look at it from the outsider's perspective, it's important to actually go outside of your network and come back in and view it from that perspective. So things like having a a virtual machine or a a cloud browser or something like that, some kind of managed attribution research platform is is obviously the the best recommendation there so that you can, as a SOC analyst, go outside of your network and then try to verify that that attack could be successful. Uh, That's one example that I can think of that that we've had actually in conversations with customers where it's actually a real use case for, for that outside view looking back in.
1: You mentioned Matt that um, you use tools like VMs or possibly v- even a managed attribution platform or a service to uh, give you that get outside of your internal network to get that external perspective. Is there any element of of in region presence or being able to do this on a global basis that that helps security teams?
0: Absolutely. So I would say things like um, trying to find search results in a particular region, uh, particular. Uh, target area, right? You want to use a local search engine, uh, or even just the local version of Google as an example, uh, but also search in the local language and from an IP address in that region, right? That, that's a pretty a pretty common one. You get the best results, most accurate results uh, for that region by trying to blend in with folks that are in that region, be consistent with folks in that region. Uh, the other one I would suggest is the ability to um, log into maybe regionally restricted uh, websites or uh, or data holdings of some kind. So I think maybe maybe forums, uh, things like that, social media platforms that could be uh, foreign, social media platforms maybe regionally focused. Uh, that's another good one. And then I think the final one would be to access things like uh, data breach information. So obviously on the dark web, as an example, uh, lots of information is bought and sold there and available there. So you can get actually get a heads up, for example, on a data breach uh, by by continually looking for that information there on the dark web. Uh, you mentioned automation earlier, and I think there's an important point here to be made that it's good to be able to do this manually, and it's important to be able to do this manually. Uh, but also, again, keep in mind that this uh, shouldn't be something that is uh, a drain on your efficiency. It is actually possible to uh, use some cyber threat intel providers that are out there to uh, set up automated alerting and uh, based on keywords and other things, so that way you can get a heads up without having to do this manual research all
1: the time. So if you take advantage of of automation, um, does that mean uh, you you now don't have to take care at all from a tradecraft perspective? I'm I'm thinking about if you're doing it yourself and you're scraping sites or continually visiting all this different information that's out there, um, does automation at all present a risk or something you need to think about uh, from a research perspective?
0: I wouldn't say that automation creates a risk uh, other than perhaps a a false sense of security in that it, you know, if you're assuming that it's capturing everything that's out there, uh, that's obviously, you know, can't be the case, right? Uh, second to that, you also should have, uh, personnel that are capable of going out and performing this research themselves or getting into, um, the, the source material for this. If you want to go in there and corroborate information or look for additional leads, uh, or perhaps just get a, um, a secure copy of that a verified copy of that data uh, without having to rely solely
1: on the third party sources that you may have okay that makes a lot of sense well you know matt after this conversation um you know i feel a lot safer um i also think there's a ton of information out there that i that um these analysts need to get access to to help prevent some of these weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The, the key here is that research is really important, right? And uh, again, think of research as that overlay in your security program, whether you're using it for vulnerability management or proactive uh, uh, corporate uh, data leakage detection, things like that, uh, or even in response to a security incident and as part of the incident response process. You know, it's, it's good all the way across and research is a, is a good component to have there well thank you to everyone for joining us today if you liked what you can heard you can always subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcast you can also watch episodes of our show on YouTube and view transcripts and other episode info on our website at authenticate.com needlestack that's authentic with the number eight.com needlestack and also be sure to follow us on Twitter at needlestack underscore pod and we'll see you back next week with more on sock investigations and cyber threat Intel analysis we'll see you then Hi there, I'm Matt Ashburn, host of the Needlestack podcast. Needlestack is brought to you by Authenticate, creators of the go-to online investigation platform, Silo for Research. If you're looking for a way to conduct research anonymously, protect against cyber threats, all while avoid tipping off your investigative targets, then you want to try Silo for Research. The Silo Research platform completely isolates your online web browsing, allowing you a choice of location and digital fingerprint, and also has built-in workflow and automation tools. The best part is that Silo for Research is software as a service, so it can be used from any computer or location without the need for things like virtual machines, standalone networks, or, or dirty networks. To learn more about Silo for Research, visit Authenticate.com. That's Authentic with the number 8, .com.